Once again, a little rainy in Kalamazoo, 61 degrees at WKUCO. A good Saturday morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center, located right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. And of course, joining us in the studio is your host, Andy Waddell. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Got that uh, liquid sunshine going on out there already. Eh? You know what, Tim? We, <laughs> st- we still need it, though, you know? This is true. This is very true. And uh, my front lawn can contest it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a little rainy a couple weeks ago, maybe a little bit today, but your uh, your front lawn must be a little brown then. It's a little crunchy, yes. Well, there's some <laughs> some trees and shrubs and some hydrangeas showing off that ah. is uh, very dry out for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming in this morning. And, of course, uh, we'll always take uh, comments and questions uh, throughout the show here at 382-4280-1877. 382-4280. You could also text that comment or question to 80373, but we normally start things off by getting our hands a little dirty in those tiny, uh, timely tips. You bet. And so, top of the morning to you all, and it is a good morning. It was a beautiful morning, Tim, before the rain started. And yes, we still need the rains, mm-hmm. but early this morning as I was gathering notes for the program, it was a stellar morning, quiet. Fog lifting slowly off the soybean field. Birds just starting to chirp. Dew just still on the grass. The morning light peeking through the clouds and the sun rising from the east. Just God, me, and Archie trying to uh, get our notes together. And actually, I am uh, very thankful that I live in southwest Michigan. I also want to thank Tim, before I go much farther, for all the employees from Southwest Michigan that work at Waddell's. Absolutely. You bet. We uh, we had a great night last night. We had a uh, employee fun night. So instead of a, a stuffy old company dinner, we went out to the Growlers game. <laughs> oh, you saw a good one. Too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nine to one. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Tim, the fireworks stay an extra 15 minutes. They, yes. are, they are amazing. They must be... Uh, computer generated because they go off really. They're the fastest fireworks. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but they are um, much, much, uh, much appreciated. So we appreciate the dedication that our team helps to uh, um, green our local community. So our owners and myself just want to say thank you for 76 years. But I also want to thank you, listeners, for listening to Over the Garden Fence for over six decades with three generations helping share and solve our gardening questions and turn us all into green thumbers. So, now, Tim, we want to attention everybody because uh, (laughs) we got some employees that are (laughs) uh, diving into this sale, too, at the same time. So, Mm -hmm. attention one and all green thumbers, or actually brown thumbers, we want to (laughs) change you into green thumbers. You know, from the novice, Tim, to the connoisseur. You know, the the dinner napkin design. (laughs) 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 Um, All the way to the landscape architect design. Waddell's is actually having a sidewalk sale. In all departments, from indoor decor to hydrangeas, from pottery to hummingbird supplies. And uh, actually, I had a couple hummingbirds fighting or playing, either one, right next to me uh, a couple mornings ago as I was putting my boots on in the early morning hours. They love the big flowers on the Royal Standard Hosta we have at the house. So, uh, and yes, there is actually a rumor in the sidewalk sale, Tim, that we have beautiful, first time in a long time, in probably a couple of years, fresh cut sod. Oh wow! That's in the sidewalk sale. Fresh cut yesterday morning, 
10 square foot, two by five, and it is bluegrass blend. And I will say first come first serve. Once it is gone, it go. will be gone. So, um, um, so everybody bring your spouse, bring your kids, bring, bring your pet. <laughs> no. Maybe not a horse, Tim. You know, that's a hard one. But we got, we got if, to keep a women on it. If you brought a horse, we, we could have a petting zoo. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's food trucks out front from 11 to 2. And then they're uh, from a great friend and employee, um, Amy, helping serve popcorn and food samplings this morning. Nice. Also this morning. So uh, um, displaying some of our own, very own Michigan-made or U.S.-made products. Sidewalk sale goes through Wednesday p.m. So um, just join us and maybe have some fun. I was talking yesterday, <clears throat> Tim, I was addicted to my own sale. So when I'm <laughs> going along, look at, oh, grab some Dianthus. Yeah, they're, hey, fine. Well, that's, that's actually a good sign. It is, it is. <laughs> $5.99, go up and buy them, turn around, walk walk over to another table. Cashier says, oh, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were dog bones that Archie right, right. could use too. So, um, so a few minutes ago, we talked about hostas. And uh, yes, maybe this morning we can venture into one of the most popular perennial plants. How easy it is or how hard they can be. And I think Tim, uh, across from the other mic here, has some sometimes problems with the old deer and those, mm -hmm. uh, those hostas. So we'll also cover what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, Tim, is lots of questions on tomatoes. So, and other things this week, uh, with, um, peaches almost being done harvesting apples will be the next, uh, next venture to make sure everything is, uh, coming out to its fullest on its harvest. So we'll take a break in a few minutes, but after the break, I would like to hear from you. Yes. From you guys and the highlights in your yard for this week. Is there a plant or one area in the yard that stands out? At the last couple weeks, there's some areas in the yard that are sad, but what is the best item in your yard, the thing you're proud of? Yes, it's been a great year for growing. With proper moisture, plants really thrived. I will say the one plant on my list this week that is at our house is a dwarf rose called Meat Petite. Tim, it is a petite is a dwarf double red knockout rose with incredible blooming power. And yes, somebody could say, ah, roses are temperamental. Um, I will say I have um, uh, trial gardens. We'll just put it at my house. Okay. If it lives in our house, it will live because uh, I have extreme winds um, and they are right out in the full sun. And uh, we carry them at Waddell's out in the nursery. And yeah, I even bought a little patio tree form of this rose that is on the back of our um, back deck, just blooming its little head off. So the, <clears throat> the roses that we planted are up on a little garden wall with Michigan outcropping, making a small little garden stone wall in front, and planted raspberry kismet coneflower with striking reds and pinks. Actually took some pictures myself the other night. So maybe after the break in a few minutes, We'll take a, uh, maybe a couple $10 gift cards to see maybe what somebody really likes to um, brag about in their yard. So um, maybe listeners could tell me their favorite spot. 
So one of my favorite spots, Tim, we're actually going to be changing up at our house. Hmm. It's very dry. We're going to put drip irrigation in it. But we are having some challenges with one of the easiest plants. And, yes, it is hosta. And hosta we use not by the dozens but by the hundreds in our landscape department. We use them all the time, almost every day. So hostas is very easy and tried and true. But hosta really sometimes when the issue comes about is what is wrong with my hosta? Hmm, things like pests, we'll name it under wildlife, deer, rabbits, slugs and snails, voles and mice. Hmm, those can all be issues with hosta. How about the insect? Some, some mornings you go out and half of the leaves are gone on the hosta leaf itself. So there could be some issues there. And or some mornings going out and with heavy irrigation, you can see half of your hosta disappear. Too much irrigation too, mm -hmm. Tim, at the same time. So wildlife. Yes, I know there's some, some people that would um, say there's certain remedies for that wildlife, but let's do it. We're all in, <clears throat> come on, guys. We're all in a city, uh -huh. and we're all in a town, and uh, we have neighbors. So maybe to start with, put down some Repellix tablets when the hostas are growing. Somebody said the other day, well, my Repellix tablets didn't work. Put it down, and the, 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 the deer still ate them. Well, the plant has to be able to take the uptake of the, of the uh, um, item that makes it um, not poisonous, but repels the animal. The tablet has to be dissolved by water in the plant. Put the tablets down, water the plant, the plant drinks it up. When it's dormant in the summer, the repellix tablets probably won't work because it won't take that much uptake. So, again, no water no repellent. Mm -hmm. So you use it wisely when you put it in, water your plant at the same time, it'll take it up. Say on new plantings or after some heavy rains, maybe doing some spraying with the repellex called deer mace. Deer mace is a base, egg-based item with a lot of our um, natural remedies like castor oil, garlic, cinnamon. Um, Tim, you've seen the uh, cinnamon test on YouTube where somebody takes that spoonful of cinnamon and <laughs> chokes to death, you know? It's similar to yeah. that. You know, after a while, deer are habitual and they will move away. Oh, I did use the uh, the deer mace. It's kind of a granule, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, so far, so good. Oh, not kind of wood. There you go. Working. There you go. So, um, um, Hosta, that cold hardy perennial, yes, it can thrive down to zone three. Yes, it will grow way up in the UP. So they're great for Michigan gardens. They're tough. They're actually non-invasive. There's over 2,500 cultivars. Waddell's carries many, many dozens of varieties. Varieties that are best known for diverse foliage, deep waxy blue, all the ways to green to bright yellows. Varieties that mature from three inches to three to four feet. The Mini Mighty series, which are the little miniatures, all the way up to some of our biggest varieties. So hostas flower in pink, lavender, light blue, and white. They are shade-loving. So why are hostas by a landscaper put into full sun with heavy rock around them? They really don't do good. Mm. So... That's what we'll come up with in a few minutes, and we'll we'll take a couple callers. Maybe if uh, somebody has some 
ideas or even maybe their favorite hosta, but we'll come up with what's wrong with my hosta next. All right. Sounds good. And of course, your comments and questions are welcome. 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Or you could text that comment or question to 80373. This morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Waddell's Big Summer Sidewalk Sale is going on now while supplies last. Browse the clearance sections in Waddell's Floral Department on the sales floor, the nursery, and the perennial department. There are lots of items at huge summer savings. Want to add to your perennial garden? Some hybrid lilies would look beautiful. Get them on sale for only $4.99. Rose bushes are all 40% off. Some easy care choices you'll want to check out include Top Gun, Home Run, and Miracle on the Hudson Elegance Red Shrub Roses. Save now while supplies last. Rogers Daylilies are also on sale this week. Succulents are a plant that look great outside right now and grow well indoors later. Check out many more deals including two varieties of catnip, pottery, and many other plants and products you'll enjoy in your outdoor living area. Join the fun today through next Wednesday at Waddell's Summer Sidewalk Sale while supplies last. Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. News Radio 590 106.9 FM WKZO as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence. And of course, your comments and questions are welcome. 382 4280 1877. 382 4280. You can also text that comment or question to 80373. And if it's okay with you, Andy, we're going to head right to the phones and say good morning to Phyllis. You're on WKZO. Hey, Phyllis. Good morning. Good morning, Andy. How's your day going? Uh, quite well, thank you. Yeah, do you got a favorite plant or a favorite uh, area in the yard? Well, I have a favorite, but I also have a question. Sure, no problem. Uh, my hibiscus is absolutely beautiful. It is uh, a crimson color, kind of a burgundy. Yeah. It's, it's just really just throwing its brown or its arms out, and it's just <laughs> full of blooms, and it's really beautiful. Isn't that a great like late mid midsummer late summer uh flower really takes off sometimes people think oh that plant didn't make it over winter but it comes up really late it just surprises us with those dinner plate sized flowers um oh it's beautiful yeah yeah well thank you for that comment what's the question i can help with well i i have totally ignored my cotoneaster and it is absolutely defoliated i'm not sure i can find a leaf on it yeah. Is is it gone if I if I did something for it, what would, would it return or have I ruined it? So my first thing would be let's do our um fingernail or even a little pruner method. Let's go back in there and let's see if we can find some green wood. Let's start at the tips and work our way back. You'll be able to probably mm-hmm. find some brown wood, whether it be from um a very dry summer or <clears throat> there is an item, Phyllis, that Cotoneaster get that is called fire blight that makes it turn black, um, almost almost where the foliage is contorted at the end and drops a lot of its leaves. But let's go back into that plant and scratch until you can find green wood. If you can prune it at that point, I would I would um, sterilize your pruners if you do find it very black because it might be that fire blight that is spreadable to other plants. 
But my second thing would be, you and I know our hair reacts the fastest after a haircut. So a good hard pruning, a good watering, and a good summer feeding would sure take off on that ketoneaster. You're talking about, Phil, is a pretty strong plant. So maybe the outside edges are dead or really suffering because of the lack of something. But maybe doing some CSI work and, you know, do a little investigation with some pruning. Find out if you can find a, a live crown, per se, of the center of that plant, for starters. So I might have to take it way back. Mm-hmm. Really just keep cutting back. Yeah, and I would say um, start on the edge, work your way in. You find it to a point where there's not much left. That's where you got to you know, um, toss a nickel and say, do I want to pull it, or do I want to get something else there, or do I want to revive it and prune it, water, feed, and mulch it? You know, that would be my couple options. <laughs> Cotoneaster is okay. not a bad plant. Cotoneaster is, uh, we sell uh, a two varieties, Scarlet Leader and uh, Cranberry, and they are nice plants. They can be leaf catchers, and they can uh, they hold their foliage, so sometimes they, they can take a beating. They're pretty tough, though, usually. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the help. Thank Thanks. you, Phyllis. Thank you for the comment on the uh, hibiscus, and uh, hang on, and we'll get, you a name, get your uh, number from you. Okay. All right, Phil. So hang on, and we'll get the uh, vital stats that we need to get you set up for that. Also, let's say good morning now to Ann. Good morning, Ann. You're on WKZO. Hey, Ann. Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to say that when you ask about special places in the yard that look just wonderful, Mm -hmm. uh, actually, my whole yard has done very well this year. Everything seems to be quite lush. So I think it's because we got the rain at the right times through the summer. But the one that's that's really spectacular is my panicle hydrangea. Oh, yeah. uh, oh my goodness. It is just lush, fall, gorgeous. Yeah, aren't they? Um, they are also, just like that hibiscus, just a, a sight to behold this summer that uh, um, blooms so heavy when you got the water at the right time. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. And I love it because... It, um, it creates a different view as we go into fall. Yeah. You start with that uh, green turning to white, then turning to mauve, then turning to red. And, uh, you know, it's great for cuttings even around Christmas time. We use hydrangeas in some of our uh, Christmas displays So as yes. cuttings. So, yeah. Yes, well, I do too. Yeah. And thank you for the comment. I uh, I love to have uh, hydrangeas on everybody's list. So <laughs> Yes, they're gorgeous. You thank bet. you, Andy. And hang on, and we'll get some info from you. Thank you. All right, and hang on the line. And uh, we will take a quick break here and be back with more with Andy. More of your calls, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. It's the big summer sidewalk sale going on now at Waddell's. Select apple, pear, and peach trees are all 40% off. Native nut trees are 50% off. Save on English walnut, chestnut, and black walnut trees. Wouldn't a Japanese maple add a beautiful focal point to your landscape? Now's your chance to get one at 25% off. How about a spring-blooming snow fountain cherry tree? Right now you can save 40% on snow fountain cherries and get them for just $89. There are many evergreen choices on sale, too. Get great deals on Woodward Globe Arborvitae, Gold Lace Juniper, and King's Gold Cypress. To complete your landscape project, check out Waddell's Rock Quarry. Blue River Swan Ledge Rock or Canadian Signature Stone is on sale for $0.07 per pound, saving you $0.18 a pound. 
Get super savings on overstocks, one-of-a-kinds, and scratch-and-dent garden needs, decor, and plants at the Summer Sidewalk Sale going on now through next Wednesday while supplies last at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKCO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Going to head back to the phones, Andy. Jenny, good morning. You're on WKZO. Hey, Jenny. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? Good, Love good. Love your show so much. Hey. Learned a lot. Thanks for uh, chiming in this morning. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Um, this is going to be an unusual favorite, but... Uh, I, of all my beautiful flowers, my knockout roses and hydrangeas, and the thing that I love the most, and it's surrounded by different flowers, mm-hmm. but is my tamarack tree. And it's also called an larch. Oh. And we took a trip to um, uh, Alaska. Mm-hmm. My daughters and I we took a cruise, I should say, a few years back. And um, we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't see it there, but our neighbor has one, and I said, oh, my goodness, what is that tree? And and he told us, and so then we found one, and you have it at Waddell's as well. Yeah. And um, anyway, it looks like it, it's it's a like an evergreen, but it's a very soft. Mm-hmm. You touch it, can't believe it, and um, and it um, looks like a Charlie Brown tree. <laughs> it does. It does. A little bit. And anyway, I had to, I had to had to mention it. Yeah, yeah. I would say larch was my favorite plant at my last house, but when it came down to selling the house, the whole deal fell on us leaving the larch at the, <laughs> at the house. I didn't take it, and then I've never been able to find a really good one. Larch, you can actually almost hug. You know, it's that soft of a plant, <laughs> isn't it, Jenny? So, yeah. Yeah, glad to know that. Uh-huh. Well, but I'm sorry that you know experienced that, but. Um, yeah, I love. I just, I just love it. Yeah. yeah, and especially because it's like, as I said, it's native to Alaska, and that was a very memorable yeah. trip. Yeah. Well, there's weeping larch, and there's upright the tamarack, which is a just a. Um, we'll find them up on Drummond Island when we're out there fishing, and you'll find them at where uh, some of the little islands that are around Drummond Island. There'll be tamarack growing, and then in the in the fall when we're in October when the perch are coming in that tamarack just just nice golden yellow fall color very very birdie so oh i did not know that yeah i didn't know there are two kinds yep yep so there's a weeping variety that they graft and it's almost like a little weeping cherry um it is an item we used to carry if i could find them again i would carry them again but uh at the moment we carry the upright ones like you're saying so um, Jenny, okay, right. Yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you for the feedback. Um, um, good choice in your yard. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Jenny. And of course, if you have a comment or question, 382 4280 1877. 382-4280. We'll take another quick break, get you updated on some headlines and that Storm Team 8 weather forecast. And of course, we'll continue with Andy and your calls coming up on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Deep, got a chance, and that ball is gone. Kalamazoo and Tigers go hand in hand. Line drive deep down the right field line. Got a chance off the top of the wall. For over 75 years. My goodness, Jimmy, that ball went off his bat like it was a pop-up to shallow left field. 
It disappeared from our view. Home of the Tigers. Line drive. Oh, 360 spin. 590 and 106.9 FM. Way back and gone. Sizzling line drive home run. WKZO. Ongoing scattered showers and thunderstorms will persist for much of your Saturday. Little to no sunshine is expected this afternoon. High temperatures will suffer because of it, only warming up to near 70 degrees. Expect rain to continue throughout the overnight hours. Low temperatures will be cool, falling to near 59 by Sunday morning. Rain should be wrapping up around 10 or 11 a.m. on Sunday. We'll be left behind with cloudy skies in the afternoon and high temperatures topping off near 72. More sunshine expected for Monday. Tracking Southwest Michigan's weather, I'm Storm Team 8 Meteorologist Sarah Flynn. Weddell's big summer sidewalk sale is going on now while supplies last. Come browse through the clearance sections in Weddell's floral department, in the nursery, the perennial department, and more. And find incredible deals on fertilizers, shrubs, perennials, trees, and home and garden decor. Save 4 to $5 each on some of your favorite perennials. Bags of melorganite are now sale priced at just $9.99. Save $8 on each bag of Fertilone Lawn Food with Crabgrass Preventer. Be sure to check out the $1 table with even bigger discounts. Pond items and pond plants are 70, 80, even 90% off. Join the fun today through next Wednesday and get super savings on overstocks, one-of-a-kinds, and scratch-and-dent garden items, decor, and plants at the Summer Sidewalk Sale at Weddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. And today until 2, there will also be hot dogs and fresh roasted nuts for sale to munch on while you're shopping. Open today until 5, Monday through Friday, 9 to 7, Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, cloudy skies, light rain, 61 degrees in Kalamazoo. As we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence... Comments and questions, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. You can also text that comment or question to 80373. Once again, your host, Andy Waddell. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, for joining in and telling us about your favorite area, too, mm-hmm. in your yard or the favorite plant, too. And um, uh, we know hostas can be some of people's favorite plants. Now, we're just talking about hostas and wildlife, but it can be many other plants that those deer um, or rabbits munch on. So we actually have a list at Waddell's that is not deer proof, but deer resistant Mm. varieties, Tim. But there's also something called a buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Always tasty. Yep. I browse the buffet. You know, I like a little bit of this and I don't like that. Oh man, nice pop roast. You know, I'll take that. I'll go back for seconds, but deer do the same thing. So just remember if you can make them being habitual, going away from your plant, that's all the better. Yes, you can surround your um, plants with 10 foot fence and uh, set up guard stations at each side, mm-hmm. okay? You can actually probably pass on that. I'm not sure your neighbors would like that, you know? Uh, surround your hostas with plants the deers don't care for. Good option. There you go. Use repellents near or around or on the hostas. Remember, renew your repellents periodically after every rainfall. Deer mace is an egg-based with natural ingredients, and it's uh, we've had great feedback from our customers and employees with great results. Rabbits can do the same thing. They love eating foliage on the hosta plants, especially young tender leaves. You can tell rabbits are feeding by your hostas by the clean-cut chew marks on the leaves and stems. Remember, if it's gone, it's a hosta. If it's not and it's cut off, it's probably a cutter worm. Oh. Cutter, cutter bee. 
Okay, rabbit mace, the same thing. Let's avoid it instead of talking about it later, later saying everything is gone. Because uh, as somebody planted in Parkview Hills, Tim, some really nice hydrangeas, they did not think they had the deer issues. And Turns they, out they did. They really do have some nice hydrangea non-flowering shrubs now for the <laughs> summer because they bit every one of them uh. off. So, um Snails and slugs with those hostas, okay? Somebody said the other day, I don't have any slugs. I never see them. Well, it just can't be. Well, I told them, have you ever gone out at night? Because slugs feed at night and they sleep during the day. When it's hot, they go underneath. So just remember, dipel dust or diatomaceous earth tends to... Sorry, Tim, lacerate your slug. If you want to save the slug, you can... Remove it, but right. behind that, there'll be 50 more. So um, split your hostas every three to five years. Thinning the leaves of the crowded hosta and increase the air movement. This helps the dew and the raindrops on the remaining leaves dry out faster and makes them less attractive to the snails and slugs. Splitting your hostas up every three to five years. Lifting them after they go dormant in the late summer, early fall, which is coming up in the next 30 to 45 days. Split them up, move them around. Four to five, three to five eyes is nice to set back down into the ground when you're splitting them up. You have a plant that's got 20 or 30 eyes, maybe it's time to give some to some friends. Pass them on, move them around the yard. Get your regular mowings done and uh, mow away from the hostas. Don't blow uh, leaves and clippings and debris near your hosta plants, removing hiding places for the pests for those hostas. So just a couple ideas. And maybe one of the last things, too, is voles and mice. Now, these creatures actually tunnel. They don't eat the hosta leaves, Tim, but they tunnel under the ground Mm -hmm. and eat the roots of the hosta plants. So wilted plants that reduce no roots are often signs that the voles and mice have been dining on your hostas. So um, use uh, poison earthworms, tomcat. Again, remember, voles and mice, very good on scent. So don't use a fresh pair of gloves straight out of the laundry because they will smell that. So rubber gloves or don't even use anything like that and use a um, screwdriver, poke a hole in the ground, set that earthworm down in there and Put the hole back. If okay. you question the hole, pound the holes down. We've talked about it before, everybody. And um, there is living holes and there is feeding, feeding runs and living runs. So oh. pound your with your foot, pound those runs down. If you question putting the um, the bait in there and come back in the next 24 hours, you can tell right away which uh, li- living runs and feeding runs because probably that living run has been lifted again. My very last thing is sometimes hostas do get environmental issues under or over watering. They do not like to be bone dry and they don't like to be soaking wet. They don't care for river rock as their mulch. They would love a nice bed of cedar mulch, cocoa mulch um, to keep your hosta cool. So just a little bit on the easiest plant and somehow sometimes taking care of that. 382-4280-1877. 382-4280-1877. We still have time for your comment and question. And you could also text that to us to 80373. Mm-hmm. Well, um, last couple of weeks, we sparked some interest on those tomatoes. And everybody's starting to harvest those tomatoes, okay? So um, the other night, we were, uh, Danielle asked us to um, 
come out and um, maybe be a, a bouncer out hmm. to the garden, make sure there's <clears throat> no little rodents, snakes, anything like that. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> yes, and so went out there, and sure enough, just dozens and dozens of tomatoes. But as you're picking on them, sure enough, put your hand right through them, and you few of them had blossom end rot. So that blossom end rot, remember, all it is is a calcium deficiency. That blossom end rot spray can be put right onto the plant right now and uh, help with that increase of that black around the tips or on the end of that uh, fruit itself. Consistent watering, remember everybody? So consistent watering will make your um, skin not thick and tough. Uh, when it goes tough, it's just a defense mechanism that will uh, uh, the tomato sets up. So having uh, problems with the blossom, use blossom set or rooting and blooming. Both of those are good items that will help in that tomato production. Get rid of all your dead foliage. If there's underside of the foliage as you're overhead watering, um, get that foliage out because all you're doing is spattering the uh, <laughs> the tomato with all that disease. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's head back to the phones. Jay, good morning. You're on WKZO. Jay, how are you? Good, good, good morning. Uh, got a question for you. We bought some uh, bulbs, I guess they are, whatever, for some stargazer lilies and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier this year, and we never got around to planting any of that this early earlier this spring. And we were wondering, should we just hang on to those and wait till next spring, or can we get them into the ground now still? Jay, that is a good question. And to make a bulb live, if it is a perennial variety that lives over winter, put it in the ground. It might not okay. flower, but you're going to have better storage in the soil than above the soil. It's going to want to dry out so much quicker. Now, you might not get the flower production because you're putting in the bulb late, but Stargazer Lily is hardy, totally, and it'll come back, no problem, way better next year than putting it in. It's uh, it's raining right now, so I think we'll put it in the ground today. There you go. There you go, Jay. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good day. I appreciate the call, Jay. And uh, I like uh, quick, simple fixes like that. (laughs) That, Those are always good. (laughs) Well, there's dahlias, and there's summer annual bulbs sometimes people don't get in either those same thing go ahead and put them in yes they're not going to be hardy but you need to enjoy them now Mm -hmm. they won't really store over winter very good Um, a lot of times when people dig up tulips and daffodils those will also be items that very soon you'll want to get back in the ground instead of trying to store them sometimes you find those tim in your landscape project all of a sudden you dig up and voila there's a dozen bulbs under your Uh on your shovel you know um, we have about oh, just around a minute left before we start hearing the uh, little music telling us it's about time to go. So I guess we can kind of start wrapping things up here. Though, yeah. so. Well, I just uh, maybe invite everybody over Absolutely. to the sidewalk sale today. Absolutely. And maybe uh, I know we're, um, there's a, a blueberry mustard that I think we're going to be trying there today. With a blueberry some, mustard? Yeah, that's on the... Um, uh, Maybe the taste testing today along with some mm. of that popcorn. So they have me intrigued on that one. I know. And the <laughs> the guy with the food truck, he does hot dogs like ten different ways and they're, you know, almost like the Detroit Tiger um 
hot dogs, nice um, come right out of the steamer. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're pretty tasty load, too. Load, load me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good chili dogs too. So. <laughs> and you can come over and get the deals at the same time. Absolutely. So. Well, yeah. Andy, we appreciate it, and we'll uh, pick up where we left off then next week. Thank you, everybody, for joining in and come down and see us anytime if there's a question that's needed. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Andy, and thank you for tuning in to this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence each and every Saturday morning at the 9 o'clock hour during the growing season. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center, located right there at the corner of Mill and 12th.